Well, hello, and welcome back to The Middle of Medicine. I'm one of your hosts, Peter Jones. And I'm your other host, Aubrey Jones. And today, Aubrey and I thought we might do something a little different and something that we're going to sort of incorporate periodically going forward. We're going to call this the inaugural episode of a Middle of Medicine interlude. So what are interludes? Well, as uh, any listeners may remember, uh, we have uh, talked in uh, multiple occasions about the importance of self-care, burnout, the effects of this, and how do we fight that. And one of the ways to perform self-care and to fight burnout is to engage in activities that one enjoys. And Aubrey and I are both huge fans of uh, a lot of things that are the same, some fantasy, uh, and in particular, the Marvel movies. And there's a relatively recent Marvel movie that came out that, uh, as with a couple of the recent Marvel movies that have come out, people have strong feelings about, including us. And we thought it might be fun to talk about. So how does that sound as a a start, Aubrey? You you on board with this idea? (laughs) Yes, I love it. And, you know, if anybody listens to both of the podcasts that I am on, they will be familiar with uh, The Middle of Culture, where uh, myself uh, and my younger sibling, Eden, we talk about kind of anything in pop culture, movies, TV shows, books, comic books, music, video games, that sort of thing. And last time after we recorded, Aubrey said to me that she was feeling a little jealous that uh, she didn't have an opportunity to talk about some of that stuff. And Yeah, I was. You know, and I thought about it. I thought, hey, this is our podcast. We can do whatever the heck we want. So we decided exactly. to introduce the idea of interludes. So this will be our first one, and I don't know how often it'll happen. It could end up being something that if we wanted to, we did as often as every other session, or it could be something that we throw in when we feel like we have something we really want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, Aubrey, you were the one who came up with this idea and decided what we wanted to talk about. So why don't you introduce what we're going to chat about today? Yeah, so today we are going to talk about Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because I saw it the other day, well, the other day as in like a lot of weeks ago, but (laughs) the other day and I was so confused about a lot of things, (laughs) I had a lot of strong feelings about a lot of things and I usually talk to you about, like, usually I see Marvel movies with you. So yep. then if there's anything I'm confused on, immediately after the movie, I'm like, okay, so what was this? What was this? <laughs> Break this down for me. And then we kind of talk about it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I can, like, formulate a real opinion on the movie now that I understand <laughs> what this was and what that was or whatever. So I figured we could kind of chat about it because I'm sure there's a lot of, like, little Easter eggs and stuff like that that you can explain to me and... And I'd just love to hear your thoughts about it because it was just an interesting experience for sure. (laughs) Yes, I will agree. It was interesting. And I don't know, have you had a chance to see Thor Love and Thunder yet? Not yet. That is next on my my radar. That's another one. That's another one that there are strong feelings about. I Uh, came out of it and I remember when I texted Eden, uh, I said to them something to the effect of, well, I can absolutely see why the critic scores are so very hot and cold. 
it's kind of a movie that I think you're either going to really, really like because of what uh, Taika Waititi does, or you're uh-huh. going to really dislike it because of what he does. I enjoyed it. Uh, it does not, uh, I think, come close to topping Ragnarok as my favorite I see, Marvel I movie. See. Uh, but it's definitely good, uh, I thought, and it's worth talking about maybe down the road uh, once you've yeah. had a chance to see it. But we're going to go back a few months and talk about Doctor Strange. And uh, warning, there will be spoilers ahead. We are going to openly talk about the plot. And as Aubrey said, you know, maybe Easter eggs, what do some of the things mean and that uh, that sort of stuff. So everything is fair game. But before we get to there, let's go ahead and just sort of big picture. What were your general impressions, thoughts? Uh, What did you think about this movie, Aubrey? Okay, so I've watched it twice. I watched it the first time a while ago, and then I watched it last night to just kind of refresh my brain. And overall, my... (laughs) I have just so many weird feelings about it. Overall, I enjoyed it because I loved the characters, Uh most of them. Keyword, most of them. I loved most. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing who doesn't make the cut then. <laughs> Wanda is probably one of my favorite MCU characters ever. I love her. I've seen uh-huh. WandaVision probably 15 times. And so I love her and I love Doctor Strange. So I enjoyed just seeing a movie with them in it. However... <laughs> <laughs> Like, the more, like, the plot and just what everything, just what everything was doing, I was a little confused and just was like, I don't know how much I love the idea of all of this. Sure. So that is my initial impression. (laughs) Okay. Very fair. I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it as much right after as I kind of hoped I would. The more I thought about it, and again, I end up listening to a bunch of podcasts as well, and some of them discussed it. I think the more I thought about it, I liked it a little bit more. I need to go back and watch it again. I have been meaning to, but did not have time. Uh, This Mm -hmm. last week was kind of crazy with work because I'm off next week. And so, uh, you know, anytime I take time off the week before and at least one to two weeks after the vacation are mm-hmm. an absolute nightmare. And so there's that. But uh, I enjoyed it. I am one of those people who uh, I will say, and we'll get into more why after the spoiler horn, I don't have any problem with what they did with Wanda. And yeah. I know a lot of people do. I hear a lot yeah. of really strong opinions that they do not like the way they treated Wanda because of WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Whereas I look at it and I say, because of WandaVision, (laughs) I can completely see how she got to where she is in this movie. Yeah. And so that didn't bother me. I was hoping for a little bit more, uh, more multiverses. You know, we really only get, kind of three universes. There's the right. main Marvel universe. And then most of our time is spent in an, in a second one. And then there's a little bit of time spent in a third. Right. And 
I, I mean, with the title Multiverse of Madness, I feel like we're expecting a little bit more. There's yeah. one scene when they're traveling through to get to the multiverse they end up in where you get these cool little visuals of lots of mm-hmm. little multiverses or universes that they're jumping through. Yeah. But I, I, that was probably my biggest disappointment, honestly, in the movie is I was hoping what we would end up with was a lot of, a, a lot more universes, that there would be yeah. more of that going on. Yeah. And, and so I was a little disappointed we didn't get that. Uh, yeah. Still, I, I did enjoy it, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it again. And I'm interested to see kind of where does it go from here. Right. You know, how are they going to tie it in? So Yeah, I um, agree. You know, in terms of how it ties into the first Doctor Strange, it's interesting in that I don't think it feels like a sequel. Yeah. In part because we've seen Stephen Strange and Wong and, uh, you know, Wanda Mm -hmm. in so many different things since the first Doctor Strange. Uh, But I don't know. I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. And I will say this, and this is very similar to how I felt about Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. This is a movie where you can clearly see Marvel Studios let Sam Raimi have a lot more free reign to do what he wanted to do. Mm. And depending on how you feel about Sam Raimi, I think will influence a lot how you feel about this movie. You get all the good of Sam Raimi, the kind of goofiness, some of the horror elements, the, the, the things that people enjoy. But you also get the bad that comes with Sam Raimi, which is a lot of the campiness, the goofiness, uh, you know, some of that kind of stuff. And so you, you've got to be okay with that. You yeah. know, it, it feels, and I think this is good. One of the big complaints I have heard levied towards the Marvel stuff for many years now, I mean, gosh, Iron Man came out 14 years ago now. Mm-hmm. But it was that, oh, they all sort of feel the same, you know, that there's a Marvel formula. And I think it's hypocritical of critics because so many times I'll hear them complain, oh, all the Marvel movies feel the same. And then mm-hmm. when there is a Marvel movie that feels distinctly different, then they're like, they're like oh, it doesn't <laughs> feel like a Marvel movie. Uh-huh, <laughs> like you uh-huh. can't, which is it? What do you want? Yeah. yeah. I think that Marvel does a really good job of making it feel like a Marvel movie, even though they can be very, very different. You know, Thor Love and Thunder is an incredibly over-the-top, goofy, silly movie. Really? Yeah. Like, it is Taika Waititi cranked up to, like, 11. No (laughs) reins on him whatsoever. Uh And I think that's why I like Ragnarok better. The way I described it to Eden is uh, I texted them and said, Ragnarok was an MCU movie directed by Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Love and Thunder is a Taika Waititi movie that happens to be in the MCU. Ah, I see. And again, this is one of those where this feels more like a Sam Raimi movie that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe rather than mm-hmm. an MCU movie directed by Sam Raimi. So, yeah. you know, that's, I think, going to have a lot, of, uh, a lot to say about how people feel about it. I appreciate that 
because I think Marvel is comfortable enough with their characters, with the overall story that they're telling to give directors and, and not just directors, but I think a lot of times give actors, give people involved in the movie a lot more control over yeah. what it is and how they want to do it. Right. And when you take bigger swings, you're going to have misses. Right. But I would rather them be a little more bold and try something that maybe doesn't work out than just play it super safe and have everything be, you know, feel like it just fits into this formula. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's very fair. I completely agree. There was definitely some elements that are different, very different from other Marvel movies, especially the ones that I tend to rewatch uh-huh. all the time. <laughs> the ones that I'm used to, um, a lot of the horror elements, especially the first time that I watched it, I was like, oh, oh, oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, ah. yeah. and I, I was very taken aback, and I don't know, it was a little much for me, some of the moments, but I think some of those were really important to show, like, the level of power we're working with yeah. in that movie, but there were a couple where I was like, oh, okay, was that necessary? <laughs> was that? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, why don't we stop talking around things now? Let's go ahead and we'll blow the, blow the spoiler horn and uh, <laughs> then we can get right into it. So from here on out, nothing is forbidden. We're going to talk about okay. whatever we want. All right. Spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> so tell me. What uh, what were some of you? What were some of the things that you did like? What are some of the things that really worked for you? Okay, so I definitely agree with you. Where I think Wanda's turning into the extreme villain Scarlet Witch, I definitely saw that coming, and I well maybe not saw it coming to that extent, but I definitely was not like, oh, what are they doing to Wanda? She would never do that. Yes, she would. Yes. I mean, okay, let's go back to WandaVision because again, this is what I hear a lot. Well, that's not the Wanda at the end of WandaVision. And I'm like, no, you're right. It isn't the Wanda at the end of WandaVision. It's the Wanda at the end of WandaVision who's already done some terrible things. Mm -hmm. Didn't really have any penance or anything other than to say, uh, sorry yeah and and let this fiction that she'd invented go away Mm -hmm. but then what do we see at the very end we see a wanda who is still looking pretty pissed off about the fact that she has lost as much as she has which she has wanda has lost a lot yeah she's not the only one who has lost i mean we can go back to that scene uh, early on in Infinity War that I think is pretty powerful between Thor and Rocket. Yeah. Where Thor talks about, oh, I lost my father, or I lost my mother, I lost my brother, I lost a sister that I didn't even know I had because she was evil and tried to kill me. I lost mm-hmm. my hammer, which you know we know that there's a, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> the relationship between Thor and Mjolnir <laughs> and Stormbreaker is one of the best relationships of <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. I will leave it at that. Oh, um, I love it. And then, you know, and then, oh, and I lost my entire home and half of the people, you know, half of my people. Yeah. And and so, look, Wanda has lost a lot, but she has not lost more than anybody else in the MCU. Other people have mm-hmm. lost a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can use the, oh, look how much she's suffered, which I have heard. 
You can't right. use that as an excuse to say she was justified in doing what she did in Westview. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And so at the end of WandaVision, we've got Wanda who just mentally held captive an entire <laughs> city for who knows how many weeks now. Yeah. She's off in the woods somewhere, astral walking mm-hmm. and using the dark hold, which we know corrupts people almost from the moment they start using it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and just seeing that that extremely important post-credit scene where she's looking at the dark hold and then she hears her boys like off in whatever another universe and then flies off into the distance or whatever. After seeing that, you're like, "Okay, something's going on." And she just like tapped into this extreme power where we already know that the Scarlet Witch is like either meant to rule or annihilate the cosmos basically and so she has now tapped into the power by the end of wandavision and she's touching the dark hold and so because of all of that i'm like obviously something really bad is gonna start happening she can't just come back from that and be like oh yeah i'm all good now that's not that's not something that would realistically happen at all so her being the villain made me sad because i love her but i was not surprised yeah (laughs) to say the least well and, and again getting back to this idea of wanda redeeming herself at the end of wandavision again i look at it and i go how did she redeem herself she released the city and was like, <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah. But then instead of going off to help to, you know, instead of staying to help them rebuild their lives or instead mm-hmm. of going and finding somebody else in the Avengers or somebody like that, mm-hmm. what does she do? She takes this book of pure evil that exists and goes starts using it to search for exactly what she just gave up. And so people talk about, oh, well, she gave it up when she let it go. No, she didn't give it up. Mm -mm. She let it go right then because she realized this way of trying to have the reality that she wanted Mm -hmm. wasn't going to get her what she desired because she'd been busted. Right. Right. So now she's like, well, I have another way to go try and get the reality I want. And so I'm going to go, go make that happen. Mm-hmm. So there was no like contrition. There was no, I mean, again, I love Wanda as a character and I think Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen has played her magnificently. Mm-hmm. She is one of my favorite characters, but for me, this, her being evil and being the villain of this was totally within the realm of reason. And not yeah. only that, I'd even say based on where she was at the end of WandaVision, I would have had a lot harder time believing her if she was here in this movie on team strange, let's right. go and fix everything. Cause yeah. I don't trust that lady. Right? No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. After everything that happened in WandaVision, it, it, it was very obvious what she wanted and she was going to go get it because she has this insane power. So, yeah. and I mean, <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. Probably, probably my favorite scene in the entire movie because it creeped me the heck out. And like, I got goosebumps Mm -hmm. was well, okay. 
Let's do real quick. I'm going to run through the plot really fast, and then yeah. we'll go ahead and uh, we'll we'll talk about some of these parts. So, okay. the movie starts off immediately, big action sequence, and we have Doctor Strange, but he doesn't quite look like our Doctor Strange. He's dressing a little snappier. He's got his hair pulled back into a ponytail, and he and this other person, America Chavez, they're running through the kind of space between reality space between universes being chased by this big demon to try and find the book of Vishanti. The book of Vishanti is sort of the exact opposite of the dark cold. Whereas the dark cold is the book of ultimate evil. The book of Vishanti is like the book of ultimate good. And they find the book of Vishanti, but in trying to get it, strange gets killed by the monster. America Chavez then sort of realizes or, or shows to the audience her power, which is, Without much of her control, she can create these portals between multiverses. So all of a sudden, she creates this portal. It transports her and the corpse of Doctor Strange to Earth-616, which is our universe. In this universe, we start off with Stephen Strange getting ready to go to a wedding. And if you didn't already know that he was going to go to... um, Oh my gosh, her name just barely left my head. Christine, thank you. Christine Palmer. If you didn't know he was going to Christine's wedding, then you weren't paying attention. So he goes to this wedding and it's not him getting married to Christine. She's getting married to somebody else. And all of a sudden there's some commotion outside. He steps out, looks, there's some big monster running through the streets, chasing down um, America Chavez. And so in a really cool move, he's wearing this tux. He like jumps off the balcony and as he's flips falling, around. like flips around <laughs> and the cloak comes to him and he's in the full Doctor Strange garb. He lands there. Uh, Wong, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, as we know from Spider-Man, No Way Home. They defeat the demon. There's some lovely scenes where Wong basically creates this like orange light uh, harpoon and they like harpoon the monster's single eye and rip it out. It's like I say, this is where you're getting the Sam Raimi. <laughs> they meet Chavez and she explains that demons are hunting her because she has the power to travel through the multiverse. Strange realizes that on the, on the demon, he saw these runes and he's like, mm, this isn't sorcery. This is witchcraft. I know who to talk to. He goes and talks to Wanda, realizes that Wanda is responsible for the attack, comes back, tries to keep Chavez America away Uh, refuses to give her up because Wanda wants to use America's ability to travel multiverse through the multiverse into the different realities to go to one where, you know, she can basically, she can be moms for Billy and Tommy. So uh, Wanda attacks Camartage where they're trying to keep Chavez safe. She kills a bunch of sorcerers, some cool stuff there. We'll talk about Chavez accidentally then transports herself in strange to in this cool scene through a whole bunch of different multiverses until they eventually land in what's designated earth 838. Uh, Wanda can't travel through these directly, but she can use the dark hold to dream walk and take control of her air, her earth 838 counterpart. And in that universe, Wanda just lives as basically a suburban mom with Billy and Tommy. The, uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly, and you can tell me, how does at some point here the Darkhold gets destroyed? Isn't it one of the 
the sorcerers at Comertage like manages to come over and basically stab it or something. Yeah, while she's dreamwalking, she kind of the sorcerer basically sneaks up and stabs it, and then it destroys her and the Darkhold. Okay, that's right. Crumbles into ash, basically. So now we don't have the Darkhold. Wanda still wants to be able to do what she wants to do, so she forces uh, Wong uh, to lead her to Mount Wondagore, which is the source of the Darkhold's power. They get to Mount Wondagore and go up there and you realize that basically Mount Wondagore, which is there and has been evil forever, and and the Darkhold all looks like it was all kind of basically getting ready for her to arrive. Mm-hmm. That that all the there's carvings and all this kind of stuff, and there's some great big monsters that you think are gonna attack them, and the monsters are just like, Hey, you're Scarlet Witch, we've been waiting for you. Here you go. Yep. So she starts to use Mount Wondagore to um to Dreamwalk and Dreamwalks back into Earth 838. There, uh, Mordo, who is the Sorcerer Supreme in Earth 838, gets Doctor Strange, takes him before the Illuminati, the Illuminati, this group of the smartest, most capable people in their world. And basically, you know, here we've got uh, we've got Mordo as a Sorcerer Supreme. We have Captain Carter. We have Black Bolt, leader of the Inhumans. We've got their version of Captain Marvel, which instead of it being Carol Danvers, it's Maria Rambo. We have Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world, leader of the Fantastic Four. And then we've got Charles Xavier, leader of the X-Men. They explain that in their reality, to, com- to defeat Thanos, Doctor Strange, their Doctor Strange had basically given himself over to uh, the Dark Cold and led to an incursion, which is this kind of universe-destroying event where universes will collide and basically they had to wipe out the other universe with who knows how many countless trillions uh, in order to save theirs. So they execute Dr. Strange so that he can do no more harm. Mordo has brought Strange before the Illuminati because he's pretty sure that this version of Strange is going to do the same thing. But boom, here comes Wanda. And Again, great scene. We'll go into more detail, but the Illuminati, they don't seem to think Wanda's any sort of threat. And they think that Stephen Strange is the real threat. And oh boy, they couldn't be more wrong. In Earth 838, Christine Palmer exists there. She's a scientist working with the Illuminati. She's actually the one that gives the designations of Earth 838 and Earth 616. Strange, Chavez, and Palmer managed to get to that space between universes to find the Book of Vishanti. However, Wanda shows up, she destroys the Book of Vishanti, and then takes over Chazavez's mind to send Strange and Palmer to another universe that is in the middle of basically being completely destroyed by an incursion. Doctor Strange there meets, uh, our Doctor Strange meets their Doctor Strange, who again has been using his his universe's copy of the Darkhold to, um, to try and fight off things. And that's what led to the incursion. So he's a bad, creepy dude. They fight, fight, fight. Uh, he then our Stephen strange defeats that Stephen strange and is able to then use the dark hold to dream walk into the dead body of him that got transported to earth 616 at the very beginning. So now we've got zombie strange, zombie strange goes to Mount Wendigore manages to, uh, save America from Wanda and uh, Wanda is again, trying to take America's powers at this time. Wanda, because America then uses her powers, Wanda transports earth 616 Wanda to earth 838 
basically to the home of Billy and Tommy. They freak out when they see her. She tries to reassure them that they're their mother, that she's their mother. They're like, no, you're not. They're crying out for their real mother, realizing what she's done wrong and seeing these children that are terrified of her. She uses her power to destroy Mount Wondegore, destroying all copies of the Dark Cold throughout the multiverse. And we think she dies in the process. Chavez returns Strange and Palmer to Earth 616 and Earth 838. And then fast forward, we see Comartage is being repaired. Chavez is, dra- is training with the sorcerers. And boom, Strange has developed a weird, th- a weird third eye in the middle of his forehead as a result of him using the dark cold and dreamwalking into a corpse. Then we have a mid credit scene where here's Strange, who now is suddenly really okay with having the third eye on his forehead in we don't yeah. know how long of a time. But a sorcerer shows up, tell him that he, tells him that he has triggered an incursion. He has to help fix it. And boom, they go to the dark dimension. So there's our plot. <laughs> so, so let's get back to the scene that I really, really like. Strange realizes oh, this is witchcraft. These are witchcraft runes. I'm going to go and talk to Wanda. And he goes and talks to Wanda, who's just standing in what looks like an apple orchard or something like that. She's just kind of standing with a bunch of trees and, you know, she thinks strange is there to talk to her about Westview. And he's like, I'm not here to talk to you about that, Um, which seems a little weird given everything, but whatever it fits the story. I suppose (laughs) he's talking about how uh, he needs her help to figure out what to do because there's this, you know, girl who uh, is being hunted by these demons through the multiverse And as she's kind of walking away, she just says, Wanda says something to the effect of, oh, I can help keep her safe. Why don't you bring America to me? (laughs) All of a sudden she realizes, she goes, "Mm, you didn't tell me your name, did you? (laughs) And that was when like, I did. I got like this cold chill over my body. Uh I was like, oh, and this Uh apple orchard and everything just like vanishes. And it's this dark red and purple like hellscape that she they're standing in mm-hmm. and strange realizes oh crap she's been the one sending the demons to capture america and i, I mean, just told her where america is <laughs> exactly so i don't know what did you think of that scene because like i say i think that was the one that just like oh it really did i just felt like this top of my head down like somebody just poured cold water over me yeah, I got the heebie-jeebies for sure the first time that I watched it. And she was like, yeah, just bring America to me. And in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, like she'll be able to protect. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and you could just see Strange kind of like stop walking next to her. And he just kind of like looks at her uh-huh. and like waits for her to realize. And she's like, you didn't tell me her name, did you? And he's like, I sure did not. <laughs> and then she's like. And then when she said the easy part was the hex, the hard part was the lying. Yes. I was like, oh, it's over. She is now Scarlet Witch. She is going to literally destroy everybody. It really, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was like, oh, here it comes. Well, and there's a great line where you really start to realize kind of how powerful, but also how twisted Scarlet Witch is from this. Yeah. In that, you know, she says something. She's like, look you can bring her to me and I'll like, I'm not going to do anything else to you or any of the other sorcerers Mm -hmm. or you cannot bring her to me 
and you'll be instead of dealing with Wanda, you're going to be dealing with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and there's some other, and I don't remember exactly the line. You probably know it better than me. But after she's attacking Kamartage, uh-huh. you know, Strange says something about that was her being reasonable. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. I think it was. Oh, what was it? Someone was like, "Why did she?" Someone was like, "Oh, why didn't she do something with the Comertage?" And he was like, "Oh, that was her being reasonable." And and she that attack like... on Comertage is is another cool scene. I mean, yeah, she comes swooping in, and they've got all the sorcerers out there, and they're all kind of linking their power to create this shield. Mm-hmm. And we get Wanda going back to the first time we saw her, really, in Age of Ultron where she would whisper these things into people's heads. And so yep. while she's up in the sky, she like sends this projection down just to one of the sorcerers who's holding yep. the shield. And I don't remember if she plants some image in their mind or what. I just remember her whispering. She just says run. run. Yep. And she this just person just like ah, takes off and runs. And of course bumps a few other people breaking part of the shield. And then she just starts laying waste to it. Yep. And there's a cool, you know, some cool, really creepy stuff where she's like transporting around through like reflections and like there's a puddle yeah. on the floor with a reflection that she starts climbing out of trying to get to him. And yeah, because strange because she basically defeats the entire Comartage and then is like, okay, hey, I'm going to just start walking in, try and find America. And Dr. Strange is like, you have to go through me. So he sends her into the mirror dimension. Yes, so she kind that's of right. Is, yeah. So she's kind of figuring out. And she's just so smart and knows so much about power that she realizes she can, like, stick her finger through reflections and, like, be transported out of the mirror dimension. And so then it's just, just everyone's frantically like, reflections, she's using them. Ah! And then everyone's trying to cover the reflections. And then she literally climbs out of a mirror. And oh, The way she does that, that is very much the horror element there because... Yeah. She comes out and she's like called distorted and kind of like twisted as she's climbing yep. out of this mirror and everything. And mm-hmm. it is cool. It is creepy, but it's a, it's a cool scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that part was that whole scene was like, I was like, Oh, Oh crap. This is, this. she could literally destroy everybody if she wanted to. Yeah. Oh. So let's talk about the Illuminati because I think that was like the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, we get to, earth 838 and it's interesting because they first run into mordo now at the end of the first doctor strange and gosh do you realize doctor strange came out in 2016 oh geez yes i mean it has been six years since the first movie yeah geez i think i was hearing that this is the in terms of time the largest gap between an MCU first movie and that and movie's sequel. direct sequel. Yeah. So in the, at the end of that, Mordo has become somewhat disillusioned by sorcery and magic mm-hmm. because the ancient one was tapping into energies from the dark dimension to extend her life. Uh-huh. And he feels that this was a perversion of what they were supposed to do. And, so the very the post credit scene of that Doctor Strange is him hunting down somebody who had come to Kamartage, had gained some power, and was basically using it because they'd suffered a spinal cord injury, was using mm-hmm. it so that they weren't a paraplegic anymore. 
And he shows up and he takes that person's magic away. They collapse onto the ground. And I think the last line is something about how there's too many sorcerers. Mm-hmm. So we've been waiting for a, a confrontation between Mordo and Strange. And I thought, yeah. you know, I think everybody thought that that was going to be what Dr. Strange was. So yeah. we run into Mordo at Earth 838. And at first it's like, oh, crap. And then Mordo's like, my brother, ah, and gives him a big hug. And there's like this yeah. statue of, of Stephen Strange out in front of the, the Sanctum Sanctorum. And so you're like, oh, cool. Mordo here. Everything's great. And then they take him inside, gives him like some tea or something, and you realize it's drugged. And then boom, they wake up and they're in these cages, America and, and Strange. Uh-huh. So he takes him before the Illuminati. And this was one that was, again, it was a big deal. It was kind of spoiled a little bit in the trailers. But we meet the Illuminati. Now, the Illuminati are from the comic books. And they are mm-hmm. different people who are in the Illuminati at different times. But this is, to some degree, some of the people. You know, Charles Xavier, yes. Reed Richards, yes. Black Bolt, yes. Or... They use his whole name in this, which I love, Blackagar Boltagon. That's actually <laughs> his real name. That's hilarious. <laughs> but they kind of get strange in front of him, and they tell him about what happened in their universe. And you get this really cool sort of flashback scene where they're on, it looks like, I'm trying to remember, does it look like it's Titan or something like that? They're on some sort of ruined planet. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, and Strange is just like kneeling on the ground and Black Bolt walks up and just says, I'm sorry. And that's the whole thing with Black Bolt is that his voice just is super powerful. It destroys stuff. And so as he says, I'm sorry, just that universe of Stephen Strange gets atomized, turned to dust. So I think that gives us a real quick glimpse into who Black Bolt is and what's going on. And the rest of them, we kind of know. I mean, everybody know Charles Xavier at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, Reed Richards is a fantastic four. He's well enough known that I think everybody knows him. Yeah. We know Captain America slash Captain Carter. So we know, especially if you watch What If, we know what to expect from Peggy Carter. And again, we know Captain Marvel, even though in this universe it's a different person, but kind of the same ability. So I thought that that was a good way to give us a taste of the one character that most people were, that that we were least likely to know. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh... I love how arrogant they are. Yeah. And Strange is like, uh, no, no, like Wanda's coming. <laughs> and they're like, we can deal with your little witch. And I'm like, I, uh-huh. I can you? <laughs> no, you actually cannot. Cause she kills all of you within like a few minutes. Well, and that's the interesting thing is this tells you that Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch isn't something that happened in every universe. Right. You know, that was, it was something that occurred in Earth 616 universe. Yeah. But did not occur there. I mean, she still had some powers and stuff, but you kind of have Wanda powers. (laughs) Right. You have kind of Wanda powers, and then you've got Scarlet Witch powers. And those are on come, like, there's a big gulf in between there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what did you think about the scene where she just basically picks apart the Illuminati? Oh, it also gave me the heebie jeebies because when. Like, okay, now I can't remember his name. The Fantastic Four guy. Yeah, so Reed Richards. Reed. So, yeah, Reed Richards, when he's, like, trying to reason with her, and he's like, Black Black Bolt could kill you with a whisper from his mouth. And then she's like, what mouth? Oh, my gosh. And then you literally, 
literally melts his own brain because he tries to talk, but he doesn't have a mouth, and his power is that of destroying when you talk, and uh-huh. so it just, like, melts his it's brain It's, like, trapped the in his head, and his head just, like, <gasps> explodes and then caves in. Uh, yeah, I really hated that. And then they were like, oh, oh, crap. This is bad. This is really bad. Well, and then just the cold way she asks Reed Richards, she's like, are you married? Mm-hmm. And he says, yes. And then she says, well, good. Then your children will still have a mother. And then she rips yeah. him to shreds. Yeah, yeah. She's literally like, good. There will be someone left to raise them. And then destroys him completely. I was like, I, I just, ooh. Gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you've got Captain Carter, who's doing some awesome stuff that we saw her do from the What If series, where right. she's using kind of the jetpack in addition to her abilities and mm-hmm. sort of flying around and doing all this stuff. And then just like the shield gets thrown at her and literally cuts her. her in half. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad they didn't show the actual shield embedded in her because I would have not liked that. Yeah, that would have think been a little too much. <laughs> a little too much. And then the only one that really just didn't do anything for me was the Captain Marvel one because all yeah. she does is pull a statue down on top of her. I know. I was like, you're powerful enough to destroy these other extremely powerful people and yet you just kind of like, throw some stone on top of her. I'm like in our universe, or I guess in, in the, the earth six one six universe, captain Marvel freaking like flies like a missile right through Thanos's ship. Yeah. Goes in one one side, powerful pops out the other side. (laughs) And I'm like, what's a bunch of rocks going to do to you? Honestly, I feel like there, they didn't quite know what to do or who knows, maybe their version of captain Marvel is a little is, less powerful. Yeah, or not something. nearly as powerful as ours. I think maybe what it is, and this is just me head cannoning and I'm making stuff up while we're talking. Uh-huh. You know, you look at, you think back to Captain Marvel, the you know, her movie. Right. And she's pretty strong, but it's not until the end where she has that whole kind of in her head vision with the ultimate intelligence mm-hmm. and realizes that they've been restraining her powers and then she kind of like burns that security chip thing out of her head and becomes, you know, like this other form of Captain Marvel. Right. Maybe our, maybe earth eight, three eights version of Captain Marvel's just never gotten Tapped to that into point. That or something. So yeah. I, I don't know. Cause that one didn't work. And then you've got Charles Xavier shows up. And he does what Charles does, which is he messes with people's minds. If anybody's Mm -hmm. listened to the middle of culture, you will know that after making it through the first three X-Men movies, Eden and I are of the conclusion that Charles Xavier is the worst and he's a horrible person and might actually be the villain of all of the X-Men stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to get caught up on those episodes. Basically, Charles Xavier messes with a lot of people's minds without their consent. It's really kind of terrible. But yeah. so, and, but I did like the way they visualized this. So right. he goes in and here's just like this waste, except there's this pile of rubble. Mm-hmm. And it looked to me, the way I took it is that this was sort of like her apartment in Sokovia when the Stark missiles blew up. Right. And there's also a TV with WandaVision playing yes. in the rubble yes. as well. So that was kind of what I took it as. And in there is a version of Wanda who is like trapped in this rubble. 
Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get her out, trying to get her to come out. And is that the, the like the eight three eight Wanda who Scarlet Witch is taking over? I think because it's think still so. in her body. Yes, I think? because it looks like her. Yeah. And yet in this vision, Wanda, Earth six one six Wanda, who in the real world just looks like Earth eight three eight Wanda. She's wearing just what jeans and like a whitish right, grayish <laughs> like sweatshirt type thing. Yeah. Um, which also I will say they made it look really cool where she's covered in like dark oil from destroying all the Ultron robots. Uh So it looks like she's covered in blood, but they didn't have to actually cover her in blood, but it looks super creepy because she is just like, anyway, covered in stuff, covered in, in, in viscous goo. Yeah. (laughs) But if I'm remembering correctly, like that's the Wanda that's in the rubble wearing like the mom outfit. Right. But when Earth 616 Wanda comes up behind Charles and basically snaps his neck, mm-hmm. doesn't she look like the Scarlet Witch? Yeah. And she's really, it's basically the worst version of the Scarlet Witch, I think. Because I think, at least this is what I am inferring, <laughs> in like, he goes into their head, into Wanda's head, and Scarlet Witch is invading her head and so Uh it's like the worst version of the scarlet witch that we see because Uh it's the worst parts of wanda dreamwalking into this other wanda so it shows the scarlet witch she's in the whole scarlet witch outfit but her face is like deteriorated kind of yeah and she kind of looks like a zombie and so her face is like she her eyes are all sinking in and it's all it's a very it's a split second thing when we see her before she comes out of the red cloud and snaps his neck but it's very very eerie because she comes up and is it's all zombie-ish, the worst parts of Wanda, and then it's like, he's dead. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because in the, in the head, you know, in the subconscious, whatever that Charles is trying to get to Wanda in, it almost looks like, almost looks like she just freaking tears his head off. Yeah. And then in the Basically. real world, he's sitting there in his yellow wheelchair and his head just like, boom, snaps to the side and he just slumps over and, and that's it. He's, he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I mean that scene is just it is brutal and it is terrifying and it just really shows that again this is not Wanda. This is the Scarlet yeah. Witch. This is when you know Strange says to Wong, "No, that was her being reasonable." This yeah, is her this now is... going, "I'm not reasonable." Right, exactly. Because at least in Earth 838, the Illuminati, we get the impression that this is like the most powerful heroes. Of their right. world. Yeah, it's like the Avengers times 10 because they're all extremely, extremely powerful and they're going to save the world. Yeah, and she just, like, one by one, just bing, bong, boom, takes them apart. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cheesy, the, the line when she is fighting Captain Carter and she's like, haven't you had enough? And Captain Carter's like, I could, I could do, do this, this all day. day. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a little cheesy, but they had to put it in somewhere. <laughs> Here's the one reason I don't like that. And this is one of the things I didn't like. I get why we're doing it because she's this universe's version of Steve. Mm -hmm. But the reason that phrase means so much from Steve is because the first time we see him say that it's when he's a nothing. It's when he's a scrawny little dude who's getting the snot beat out of him Mm -hmm. and he says it. And so it has that meaning of even when I didn't have the power Mm -hmm. I was going to stand up for what was right. 
or what right. I felt was right. And I was going to mm-hmm. take the beating because that's who I am. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I understand why they put it in there, but I just, when, when Steve says that again, as Captain America, uh-huh. it still has that meaning because you know that in the moment he's saying that he feels like, again, because of the way it's first introduced to us, uh-huh. this is him going, I'm going to lose here, but I'm still going to stand up for what I believe. Right. And so in this situation, yeah, it's a cute little thing, but it doesn't have the same meaning. And so I could have actually done without it. I would have liked it better if she hadn't said that. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of moments throughout the movie where I was like, Oh, that's kind of cringe, (laughs) which usually I don't, I don't cringe at things in the Marvel universe, Mm, but there was a lot of times where, and okay, I'm just going to bring this up and I, I, you might disagree with me, but I do not like America Chavez. I think she is a boring, boring character. And I thought there was no, there was just, she was, I just strongly disliked (laughs) her throughout the entire movie and I can go into more, but like I, every time she did anything, I was like, Really? This is you trying to be like the punk, like like they're always like this smart ass kid. She is not. She is boring. <laughs> she randomly bursts into talking, like speaking Spanish, assuming everyone's gonna speak Spanish. And I was like, even people who are bilingual usually don't break into s- Spanish in the middle of a sentence when you're clearly talking to this white dude who probably does not know any other language. <laughs> and like. Her screams sounded like a five-year-old girl screaming, and she it was the same scream every single time. And she, I was like, ah, I understand she's the scared little girl, and at the end, she, like, kind of taps into her power and is able to, you know, use Wanda to destroy herself, basically, because no one else can defeat Wanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cool, but the star-shaped portals and her jean jacket with the American flag... I'm sure it's part of the comics, but really oh my goodness, it's cringe. It's part of the comics. <laughs> Here's the funny it. thing, and this is, and I don't know the comic version of America Chavez very much. Uh-huh. I think it's interesting in this because she's from a completely different universe, and she's yeah. like the one person that, as far as she knows, there's only one of her. Mm-hmm. Unlike everybody else, where there's a version of that person in another you know, across the multiverse. Right. She's the only one. And so you're like, I don't know. I, I, America and for her is just like a name because I don't know that there's an America in the world she comes from. Right. And that's fair too. But I just, I still thought it was a little, I don't know. I felt like there could have been more personality that didn't seem so forced. I don't know. I think, And I felt like the, the trying to be, the like smart Alec kid who's like talking back. There was like three lines of those. And, and other than that, it was just, she's terrified and screaming. And I was like, I, I don't know. I felt like there could have been more to oh, see with her. There's no question. That I think they could have done more with her. They try yeah. and give you some story on her. And, and, and I liked her to be fair, mm-hmm. um, but not to the point that there's any, thing about her in this movie that stands out as I think back on it a few months ago. Right. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see where does that character go from here? Right. Um, So I I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll have to see what happens there because you're right. Yeah. They didn't do a lot. I didn't feel like they did a lot for her character in this movie that at the end of it, I felt strongly one way or the other. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. At the end, I didn't, I didn't really see much character growth except for the fact that she all of a sudden can now control her powers with one pep talk from Dr. Strange. Yeah. I don't know. That That's a little, a little cheesy too. That was a little cheesy. It was like the, you have been controlling your power all along. And she's like, you're right. And then all of a sudden, like. <laughs> it's like the classic, the classic, the power was within you all yeah. along. <laughs> and she's like, she's laying there like bleeding and crying. And she's like, oh, wait, you're so right. And then gets up and literally saves the entire, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't feel super earned at that point. While at no. the same time, I did feel like it was kind of important because um, you get this impression that across all, across the multiverse, every version of Doctor Strange that she has run into, as we saw at the beginning, tries to kill her. Right, tries to take her power, which then yeah, kills her. You know, and and at the end, you know, you can tell she's worried that this the Earth six one six Strange is going to do the same thing, so mm-hmm. she doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. But at the end, she actually says, you got to kill me. You got to take my power, kill me. Otherwise, she's going to get it. And that's it. it just, you know, we can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. And this version of Strange is different. Whether it's that he's grown more than in other universes or whatever, mm-hmm. he's different. And he doesn't try. And he says, that's where he kind of says. And the funny thing is, is you get to a point where you think he's going to. Right. Because yeah. everybody seems okay like, with it. Wong's go. like, yeah, that's the only thing to do. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the Sorcerer Supreme told you to do it. She's telling you to do it. Well, of course he's going to do it. But then, you know, mm-hmm. strange. And, and this part is goofy, and I can't decide if I like it or hate it because I feel varyingly enough about it. This is where, I mean, you've got Zombie Strange. who It's yeah. so hard to take everything serious with that because it's because like half, half his of his face, face is, is off. rotted. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he's trying to give her a meaningful pep talk, you're like... And this is where I said, you get you, with Sam Raimi, you get the good and the bad. This is a hundred percent Sam Raimi going, this would be cool. If the pep talk comes from the half rotted zombie, I guarantee also, Wasn't the body buried for like a day. Didn't all this happen in like a day? Um, so how is he already that decayed? I don't know if we know it isn't clear. I guess if they're hopping through universes, time might pass very differently and yeah. time probably gets warmed. Okay, that's fair. But my first, I was like, this happened like 10 hours ago. Yeah, that's Why a, is he That's already? an easy wave the hands and say, who knows exactly It's the multiverse, it's whatever. It's the multiverse, yes. Fair. The Anyways. final the, the final couple things, well, I think really kind of the final one thing that I wanted to mention, and then let's talk about what questions we've got. Uh, yes, and that is when when Strange goes to the world that's being destroyed by the incursion and meets the version of himself there. The version of himself there is a super dick, but whatever. We know that yeah. Strange is going to be that way because our yeah. version of Strange is that way sometimes too. Yep. I and, and this is another one of those things people feel really strongly about it. And I've heard some people thought it was cheesy as heck. They hated it. I loved the music fight. I thought it was so <laughs> cool. It's silly. It's ridiculous. But I thought it was so cool that they're like, and then wave their hands around and boom, here's like the staff of music with the notes on it. And then and it's like Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. And then the like notes like go flying. Like 
and they're using the notes <laughs> as a weapon and stuff. I I thought that was great. I <laughs> I liked it. I I recognize it's a little dumb. I know lots of people who think it's dumb. I wouldn't even argue with them if somebody's like that was dumb. I loved it. I thought it was great. That's fair. That's fair. I kind of was just like, okay, they probably just wanted some cool fight scene that wasn't just punch, punch, kick, kick. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so. like, again, it's one of those where I'm like, hey, look, they're doing something different. They're giving us a different fight that, you know, Captain America couldn't have a fight like this. Tony Stark yeah. couldn't have a fight like this. Right. So you so might as well have something different and let's weird. Let's <laughs> let the characters that can have a weird fight have a weird fight. That's fair. I, for that scene, I thought it was stupid that all he did was, like, push him out the window and he got impaled. Like, he can fly. And, like, he, he seems like, well, I don't know. If well, he no, can he fly. can't the, fly. The weird. He has the, the cloak. W- it's the cloak of levitation that lets That's our fair. Doctor Strange fly. And That's that fair. Doctor Strange did not have the cloak of levitation. That's fair. I did think it was just kind of weird that he he seems extremely powerful like he seems he's been sitting here kind of absorbing the dark hold and using it and for however long and then all it took was for him to be pushed out a window i don't know yeah kind of weird don't think about it too hard as with many things sometimes <laughs> just you just off, have to say fine. don't think about it too hard yeah, and, and there seemed like, especially from that scene on, there seemed like a lot of things that I just genuinely didn't know about. So honestly, we can kind of go into the okay. questions because Let's do it. I'm remembering now what my questions were. So dreamwalking, have we ever seen anything like that before or was it only introduced in this movie? Well, you have to think about it. All we've ever known of the Darkhold before is that post credit scene from WandaVision. That's the only thing we've ever seen with it? Yeah, because that's where she finds the dark cold is because Agatha had it. Right, 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 right. So she gains the dark cold there, and then that's her dream walking through other through the multiverse trying to find Billy and Tommy at the end. Right. So we haven't seen it before because the dark cold has again, it only barely was introduced in WandaVision. Okay, that's fair. It just seemed a little, a lot of things seemed really rushed to me throughout the whole movie. And especially that scene where he's like, okay, I have the dark hold. I know exactly what to do. I've never done this before, but yeah, I'm just going to hurry. Oh yeah, we need a circle of candles. Okay, real quick, Christine, you keep me here. Christine is a literal human. I was like, how do you expect Christine <laughs> to hold you back from getting destroyed from these souls? Where also I was confused on that too, like... How did we not know that this would happen, but it's never happened? Like, the weird souls trying to, like, attack him. There was no, like, preface for that at all. He was just like, save me from them. And then all of a sudden, these creepy souls are trying to kill him. But, like, why did that not happen with Wanda? Oh, because he's literally possessing a dead corpse. But it just seemed so rushed that it was like, oh, yeah, the corpse are attacking me. Christine's saving me. And then now I'm going to use him as a cape. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold hold on a second. Yes. I don't know. There were a lot of <laughs> shortcuts taken with that part. And I don't... I. It's interesting because you think about how long Infinity War and Endgame were. And yeah. even Spider-Man No Way Home was like two and a half hours, I think. Right. And this, and, and Thor Love and Thunder is the same way. They come in right at or even under two hours runtime. And so it's, it's, it's tight. And I, I appreciate when a movie is tight. I don't like it when it's unnecessarily long. Justice League, <clears throat> for no good reason. 
but at the same time, it did feel like maybe even just an extra five minutes here and there. Yeah, could have just like a little explaining, explaining here for a minute and explaining there for a minute, or I don't know, just like or a even if bit not explaining, talking. like a little bit where you know. Stephen Strange has never used the Darkhold before and it catches him by surprise. And so instead of just like, here's what's going to happen, he's like, got to adapt a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I, I did have a question. I think I just forgot about this from No Way Home. Why is Wong the Sorcerer Supreme and not Doctor Strange? Because Doctor Strange disappeared for five years. Oh, that'll do it. Doctor Strange <laughs> got, he got snapped away. And Wong did And Wong didn't. And oh. so all of a sudden Wong is the sorcerer left who's kind of next in command. So he becomes Sorcerer Supreme. And he doesn't like give it back to Strange when he gets back. Can he not do that? <laughs> I'm sure he could, but come on. You think Wong's going to do that? <laughs> Wong doesn't want to give fair. it up. Wong's like, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme now, man. You were. <laughs> Suck it, Strange. Bow to me. <laughs> you know, that is fair. Um, there was something else. Let me think. There was another question I had. While you're thinking of that, let's really talk about the mid-credit sequence where yes, the yes, yes. purple-eyed sorceress shows up. Uh-huh. That is Clea. Okay. Clea in the comics is the daughter of Dormammu. Oh. The big baddie in oh, the first no. Doctor Strange. In the first one where he's like the big demon and he has to keep putting him in a time warp in yep. order for him to Yep be defeated. So Clea is Dormammu's daughter in the comics. I don't know if that's how they'll take it, but she is <laughs> a, and has been both love interest, girlfriend and wife of Dr. Strange at varying oh. times in the comics. And so she is a pretty big character uh, for Dr. Strange. And so I think it will be very interesting to see how big of a role does she have? I think it's great that they got a very accomplished actress like Charlize Theron uh, to play her. So I think that's big. I'm That's a character, a new character who I'm actually really excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I did definitely did not, did not know. Yep. That's who, <laughs> who that, that is. was. Also, when I first watched it, I thought that the one creepy Dr. Strange with the third eye, I thought he was going to be the one from what if, Right. But he's, he's not. not. Nope. Well, they're separate. Was that, yeah, I thought, I don't know. For some reason, since it was Multiverse of Madness, I was like, oh, they're going to pull so much stuff from What If because there was so many things happening. But I guess not. I think they made a lot know. of references to What If sort of obliquely. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got Captain Carter, which we don't know if it's technically the Captain Carter from What If or if it's just right, What If just introduced another. us to that idea. Um, again, the scene with Wanda in the Illuminati stronghold covered in the oil and stuff very much looks like Zomba Wandi, zombie Wanda, zombie Wanda yep, from, for sure. from the zombie series. And again, we've got the evil Dr. Strange and stuff, uh, but I don't think they're exactly related. Fair. Then the robots, the Ultron robots said they were saying stop in the name of Ultron. Yep. So in so Earth 838 what... universe... Ultron wasn't evil and corrupted. Mm, I see. Yeah, because it was just kind of creepy. I was like, oh, they, Ultron. We we thought Ultron was bad. What is happening here? <laughs> well, you know, you think about it again. Ultron was created to be this, as Tony Stark put it, this suit of armor around the world. 
Right. And it was only after Ultron spent a lot of time on the internet that he realized that humanity <laughs> should just be destroyed, which, you know, fair. Um, that's a fair <laughs> reaction if you spend too much time in certain parts of the internet. I mean, heck, Microsoft a number of years ago released this sort of AI type chatbot that was supposed to learn from its interactions. And within like 12 hours, I don't remember what the name of the chatbot was, but within like a day or something of just interacting with people online, she had uh -huh. turned into this tor terribly horrible, racist, misogynistic, awful, like epithet oh, spewing robot that they had to shut down because she was so terrible. I didn't even know that was real. <laughs> it totally oh my was. Gosh. Oh, geez. So maybe their version of Ultron just never got on it's the internet good. or their version of the internet. Maybe they is different than ours. Uh, yeah. Or something. And then why did Wanda not want to go find a vision? Vision is only ever mentioned like that one time at the very beginning of the movie. And that confused me for the entire movie because she basically was like, Viz had his theories about the multiverse, blah, blah, blah. Never talk about him ever again, and she only wants to be with her children and not with the love of her life. So here's my headcanon. This is, this is what I think, mm -hmm. um, because I thought about that. If you think about WandaVision, the vision in there was a vision she created out of her head, right? but was still true to vision, Vision's personality and stuff. Right. And that vision that was wholly a creation of her mm -hmm. still had enough of actual vision that he rejected what she was doing. Right. And told her she had to stop it and everything. Oh. And so, so I think. He would get mad. <laughs> I think that any world. I think she's actually trying to find worlds where there isn't a vision. Because <laughs> she knows. Because she in knows that vision would look at what she is doing. And would be horrified of it and would reject her and try and stop her because he true. already did it even when he was just a creation of her own mind. Right. So I, that's what I, that's the way in my brain, that's what it works. And I don't know if anybody ever sense. even thought about that or wrote that, but that's the way I tell myself that that's why she's not trying to find a vision because she knows vision's going to be like, time out. This is wrong. What are you doing? <laughs> Hell's to the no. Yeah, he, yeah, that's true. He probably would find some way to pass through multiverses just to stop her if she did find a uh -huh. vision. So that's fair. I, think I didn't so. even think about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and a lot of the other questions I had were just like little things that are like mini little plot holes where I'm like, why did this happen, but this didn't happen? Nah, I just don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes but that's what you got to do. Sometimes that's what you got to do. But overall, I, I, enjoyed the movie especially the second time i watched it because i loved the characters and stuff like that but it was definitely different the horror stuff gave me the heebie-jeebies and i don't like horror movies so i didn't like those parts of it but other than that yeah i, I, I don't either but i i enjoyed it too it's i mean for me if i was to put it in the rank of MCU stuff, which I think with the TV shows and everything, we're up to like 36 or something, some crazy number. Now. Yeah. For me, it's probably squarely in the middle. There are mm -hmm. some things about it that I like more than the first Doctor Strange. There's some things about it that I like less. So mm -hmm. it would be hard for me to figure out where I put it. 
Um, it, it's not at the bottom end of the heap, you know, it's not down there with the Iron Man twos and the Thor twos <laughs> and the incredible hulks and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's very fair. But it's, it's, I do, I do wonder what they're going to do with that though. You can't get much bigger than that. Yeah. I don't know. So I am lost in the sauce. I have no idea what they're going to do next with that because it seems like everything else is like petty little fights after that. Well, you know the what I mean? interesting thing is, and and this is again a way I've sort of had to recalibrate my thoughts about mm-hmm. the Marvel stuff right now, because it feels like we don't have what's the big connective story right now. Right, you know, there's not like something we're building towards like there was with Thanos. Exactly, but if you think about it, we really didn't start building toward Thanos in earnest until like Phase Three. That's true. There was maybe little little post-credit scenes here and there, but not much. And so this right here, if you think about it, we're kind of back in phase one of the second act of right. the MCU. Right. So I think at some point we're going to figure out what's the big overarching thing. And I think that there's a chance that it could be these incursions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who know the comic books were very excited when they use the word incursion. Okay. Uh, because I think that there's a, a big Marvel event thing called secret wars that mm. has to do with incursions and heroes from other universes in the multiverse, all getting pulled together for one great big, like duke it out against each other sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And so there's some thoughts that perhaps that's what this is building towards. Uh, but again, it, it is a little weird because you look at all of the things we've gotten in phase four and they're very, very barely connected. I mean, we've got Shang-Chi over here. We've got Eternals. We've got Doctor yeah, wh- Strange. We've if got- they're working with the multiverse and everything is going so bad, where are the Eternals? Well, remember, why they help? Eternals were only allowed to help if it had to do with Deviants. That's the whole reason they didn't do anything with Thanos. Right. Is because it didn't involve Deviants. Deviants. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, forgot about that. We've got these big movies, and they just feel completely disconnected still. Yeah. We'll get there eventually, though, we'll I bet. <laughs> well, any other thoughts, anything else you wanted before we wrap it up? Not much. It was just a very different movie, so I was just confused on a lot of it. <laughs> well, but I'm glad we could fair. talk about it. And uh, my other question I have for you is, have you watched Miss Marvel yet? No, still I haven't. Any of I it? No, no. Oh my Not gosh. even the first episode. You're fine. I know. I I know. It's my homework. I need to get on it. I will tell you, having finished Miss Marvel, I think it, for me at least, it probably is my favorite of the Disney plus MCU shows. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. For me, okay. it's a tie, sort of a tie between Miss Marvel and actually Hawkeye. Um, oh, wow. I love Hawkeye so I much. I know you love Hawkeye. For two reasons. Number one, I think that Kate Bishop is fantastic. Oh, I, yeah, like I She's just one of the best new characters. Mwah. And I love Jeremy Renner's tired dad energy. I like, knew that was going to be one of your Every favorites. scene that he is in, I'm just like, I feel you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I'm with you. Yeah, he's so sick of everything. He's just like, yep. I just want to go home. And he's just like, I got to deal with this bull crap again. So that's yeah. one of the reasons I love that. But Miss Marvel, I will say Iman Vellani, the, char- the actor who plays uh, Kamala Khan, is mm-hmm. 
she, she's incredible. I mean, she is, it is anyway. I Yeah. So good. So good. I will watch it. So good. Very soon. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up until we get back together in a couple of weeks and talk about something else next time. We promise it will be related to medicine. We have a couple <laughs> ideas, but just like you need a break from work, sometimes we need a break from talking and thinking about medicine because that's what we do yeah. a lot of. Yeah. So exactly. until then, everybody stay safe out there, have fun, and uh, be good. See ya.